0: We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still
1: felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming
0: and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And
1: you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com. Hi there, and welcome to the Angie Spoke podcast. Hey, Sandy.
0: Hello, Jenny. Hello,
1: everyone. Hi, everyone. So we are recording this in December of 2022. And we want to talk about how to address burnout and overwhelm. This is a time of year that a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed, especially women. I feel like so much of the holiday season is really up to the women in the family to kind of hold space for everyone else to have festivities and enjoyment, regardless of what holidays you celebrate and practice. So that's, I think, for a lot of us, a great responsibility. You're going to be listening to this, I believe, the last week of December. So we're all just really coming off of the season of this festivity when you're listening to this. But, you know, I think this also goes into the new year as well, like this feeling of overwhelm and, oh my gosh, it's a big responsibility to start a business or to grow a business. How do I think of all the things and do all the things? So Sandy, you and I just wanted to chat a bit about how folks can deal with burnout, how they can prevent burnout, how they can deal with feelings of overwhelm. And I think as is natural, we have different perspectives, slightly different Perspectives on this, but I
0: think they both end up in the same place. So we wanted to share that. (laughs) (laughs) We just get there differently. Yeah, exactly. So I think we just should acknowledge that overwhelm and its sort of sister confusion shows up a lot in women in business. I think it's one of the reasons that people quit or just sort of spin and get nowhere is because they just sit in this place of overwhelm. And I think from an evolutionary standpoint, if we want to go there for a second, overwhelm is like, All these choices that we have in front of us are not natural. Like all these decisions, all this excess, all this too much. Like we used to have like one thing to eat each day. We had like one fire to keep us warm. We had just, we had very simple decisions to stay alive. And in this day and age, we're just bombarded. And like you said, even more so during the holiday season. And it can just be breaking, just like mentally breaking all the things. So I think it is worth a conversation. And then you add on to that, like a woman, you're trying to do all the things for family and, and holidays, plus run a business. And it is completely can lead you to overwhelm. I totally understand it. Bit of a pressure cooker, would you for say? Sure. Pressure cooker. Yeah. (laughs) At the best of, regardless of what month it is, it's always feels like a pressure cooker. Sandy, since you brought up
1: evolution, can Uh we talk about Uh my little aside, Yeah, my weekend? Because I just wanted to talk about this on the podcast. It seems like the perfect time. So I spent the weekend going to Tiny House Southwest, or no, Tiny Fest Southwest, which is a tiny house, like RV, kind of van life festival, if you can call it that there were people with stilts that terrified my child. So I think it's kind of a festival. And I went to listen to this man speak named Bob Wells, who's a big YouTuber. I think he has over half a million subscribers. And if you saw the movie Nomad that came out a couple years ago about that woman that kind of lives in her van. And anyway, he gave a cameo in that film. But he talked about the same thing. Like as humans, the reason so many people are gravitating, and I gravitate obviously towards like travel and RV life. I have an Airstream. A lot of folks know that. Is because, like, evolutionarily speaking, we lived like that for millions of years, like humans and the ancestors of humans. Like, we lived small. Like you said, we had like one main objective in the day. And that's how I feel when I'm traveling. It's like, where are we going to sleep? How are we going to cook our meal? Like, how are we going to find electricity? How are we going to stay warm? How are we going to stay cool? Like, that level of problem solving, I think, is really natural to humans. And that's like, you know, five choices a day or whatever. You wear the same clothes every day. It's like, it's simple. And I think that there's so many of us craving simplicity because we stare at screens where there's millions of things going on around us all the time. And we have activities and schedules and soccer practice and swim practice and commutes. And like, it's more than our little human brains are used to taking. And so I think that our society has evolved and our culture has evolved faster than our kind of psychology has evolved and our emotional capacity to deal with Mm -hmm. all of this complexity. And that hasn't
0: quite caught up yet to what this world is like, the external world. And maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe they shouldn't. Yep. I totally agree with that. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, okay, so what do we do, Sandy? Like, you are a mindset coach. Like, how in the world is a person supposed to navigate this?
0: Yeah, well, I first, before we even go there, I just want to like acknowledge what overwhelm sets in motion. So, when we decide that we are overwhelmed and it is a thought that causes an emotion, we can talk more about that in a sec, but it's this emotion of feeling overwhelmed. And from that place, I think we all recognize this. We are just paralyzed with inaction. We cannot make a decision. We can't say, Oh, how do I do this? Or how can I solve this? We bounce between like flipping here, to, tab to here to there. Maybe we just like shut it down and go watch Netflix or go shopping on Instagram or scrolling or something. But we don't solve the problem of what we think is causing the overwhelm. So, I think like that inaction is what is the main thing that happens. And I just want to acknowledge if you are feeling like that, it's worth it to sort of ask yourself, what am I thinking? Why do I feel so overwhelmed? And it will always come back to there's too much to do. I don't know what to do. There's not enough time. What else? Like those are pretty much, it's usually about time and amount of work or amount of tasks. Like I don't know what to do. I don't have enough time. I'll never get it done. There's just so much to do right? That's, that's the overwhelm. So I think the first thing we just need to acknowledge is that the overwhelm is an emotion. It is a sensation of feeling in our body. And always emotions are caused by our thinking. So we like to blame external circumstances like how many tabs we have open on the computer, or how many tasks we have to do, or my thing this weekend was how much copywriting there is to do. We want to blame the external things. And that those things are causing me overwhelm. But in fact, it's that intermediate step. It's the thought, I have too much to do. I don't have time to get all this done. That thought, that sentence, that sort of, you know, playing over and over again in your head, that kind of interpretation of the external circumstances is what. Causes the overwhelm. So I just want to be really clear that it's not outside world, it's inside world that causes overwhelm.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. And I also think there are things that we can do yeah. to minimize the yes. amount of stimulation that we experience in our lives and in our businesses. And I think that that's a healthy practice. Yeah. Like it's healthy to minimize I, that.
0: I love the idea that like what you were saying about the, like the brain just hasn't caught up, right? Like we weren't designed to live in this kind of world with this much stimuli and this many choices and this many things buzzing around us. So I think it's really helpful to recognize that and know that there's nothing wrong with us, right? It's not like we're some kind of, something's inherently wrong that we're not able to cope in this world. We actually weren't designed to live like this or to thrive in this environment. Sandy, can I give an aside to that
1: also? Yeah. Sorry for the barking dog. So yesterday, I live in a place now where I can go to places like big box stores, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on who you ask. And we went to Costco to go grocery shopping this weekend. And my daughter saw a phone, like a cordless phone for sale at Costco. And she very honestly asked, what is that thing? Like, she didn't know what it was. And I just realized, like, how far we've Mm -hmm. gone. And I mean, like, I'm every generation. Everyone feels this way. But, like, really, how far have we gone that an elementary school kid doesn't know what a phone looks like? Like a non-cell phone? Yeah. Like a non-smartphone. Like, she doesn't know what a flip phone is either. And so I'm just thinking, like, wow. Like, what? Like, it's just rapid pace. Like, technology moves so quickly. And... It's accelerating every single year and we can have lots of conversations about what that means for humanity. And we will, I think on the show, but I just, I think that it behooves us to just pump our brakes where we can in our lives because like things that we accept as normal are not actually normal. Yeah. Like they're normalized very recently and maybe like it's not healthy that they're normalized.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. It is kind of scary. Fast is moving so fast. Yeah. But like, also here we are, right? Here we are yeah. in this world. And so I think let's talk about maybe some of the solutions and how to handle it. And so the antidote to me is always constraint, right? When we let our brains go running wild, we shut down, are paralyzed. So it's always constraint. It's always about limiting the amount of choices that you have in front of you. Sometimes like this weekend, you and I are starting this quiz, which will probably be live on the website by the time this is this airs, we're doing this quiz about like, what is your marketing archetype? And there's like a lot, we got through it, a lot of it, but there's like all these little bits that need to be done, all this copywriting that I want to go through and kind of make even better. And then there's all these other things I have to do for copywriting. And I just, on Saturday, it's the weekend, I'm trying to take time off, but I'm feeling like tightness in my chest. I feel like just tense everywhere. And it's because I felt overwhelmed. So all I did was I took a piece of paper and wrote out all the things that I have to do. And it was like six things. And I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, and I just like realized which ones are important for now and which ones I could focus on later. One of them being a Christmas special that you and I talked about. And it's we didn't even have a date for it. And here it is in my head, taking up space and making me feel overwhelmed when it's not even legit thing, right? And there's no due date for it. So The thing is like, there's always a solution, but if you stay in overwhelm, and think that that's normal, and it's the world is causing it, you won't discover that solution, you won't get to a place of problem solving, or figuring it out. So we need to constrain limiting the number of choices, deciding what's important and what's not, what do we really need to do? What do we not need to do? What do we need to do today? Can we put it on the calendar for January? Does that sometimes that just feels better? Like I know what I have to do. And I've got it planned out and so I don't have to constantly think about the email sequence that I need to do in January, first week of January. Like I can just let that go, you know? So it's constraint. And you have some ideas on that too. Take a little different uh, twist on this. I think it's actually the same
1: thing. But for me, it's, yeah, like getting something down on paper is always a relief. It just like takes the pressure out of your mind to have to remember it and organize it somewhere in your brain. Like I use external systems to organize all of my thinking and... I take great pleasure in that. I think that's the other thing for me is writing it down, but then also like organizing it in a way that I will be able to come back to it in a, mm-hmm. in a helpful way later and figuring out those systems for myself. Like I study the way other people do this and have for years and years. And I think it comes from probably graduate school or law school where they are just like you just have too much thrown at you to actually humanly do the work and and just remember it in your head. And so it's like this 15-year process of coming up with my own way of tracking things. But I think that it's it turns something from this chaotic feeling of overwhelm that you're talking about into something that actually feels like delicious. It's like a delicious feeling for me to take something and write it down and then like move it to its place. It needs mm-hmm. to be outside yeah. of my brain.
0: You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and completely overwhelming. Look, we know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a monthly membership that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. You know, somebody said, oh, it was Chris Plackey, actually. She said to us, to the two of us, like, you two, you need to action your way out of your problems. And I think yeah. I think that's that's a great way to look at overwhelm. Like, it, the antidote is, like, constraint. And, like, what is the action that you can take? Mm-hmm. Like, you're saying, like, the systems, plan it, put on a calendar, pop it into whatever Monday, whatever platforms that you use, or a piece of paper or spreadsheet or whatever. Like, you have to action it. You have to make a decision. I'm going to try this and I'm going to make another decision. I'm going to not do that. I'm going to make another decision. And that is how you get out of your overwhelm. And then it's just, honestly, it's just a practice of constantly doing it again. Oh, here it is again. Here I'm feeling overwhelmed. What am I thinking? What is too much? What can like plan all the things that you have to do? Usually it's things to do. What do you have to do? When are you going to do it? How long is it going to take you? That kind of thing, right? So it's Mm -hmm. I think it's decision and action and that will get you out of the paralysis of overwhelm.
1: Yeah, I will say, like, for me, and I wonder if others relate to this who are listening, I don't really ever feel overwhelmed by the amount of things or the amount of work. Like, it's, like, not really possible for me because once something is organized in my systems, I don't ever feel overwhelmed. I, like, sit down. I love the idea of working. I only do things. I really want to do in life. (laughs) Like I try to make my life about that, that I really feel called to do. And so for me, all of the negative feelings are around indecision. Mm -hmm. And so I think for a lot of people that indecision is maybe around they have so many things to do and they haven't figured out a system for organizing yeah. how to do them or putting them in order or something, ordering their importance. And so that is, get yeah, prioritizing. Thank you. That's like the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not the actual, like, I think most of us, if we think about the tasks, like in, in your case, Sandy, copywriting, like you love copywriting, right? And the act of copywriting is like this joyous thing for you. So it's not the work. It's like the fact that you have all these things floating around in your head that are not organized into an order, or you don't have, you don't, maybe, maybe is it, you don't feel like you have time to do them it's all? It's the
0: fear. This is a really good point. Cause I would say like, I have all this copywriting to do fine, but my fear is like, I'm not going to get it done in the time that it needs to get done. Because there'll be, we want to get the quiz out. We want to do this, whatever we want. There will be deadlines at some point. So my fear is that I won't be able to find the words when I need to. So the earlier I start, the longer I have and the better chance. But what that does is it's just like, I'm always writing. I'm like never stopping, right? So this weekend, I took Sunday completely off and just told myself, this is how you're going to get better copy is by just stopping and doing other things, right? So I think like what you just asked me is really important. And that's so for all of you feeling overwhelmed, like, what am I feeling? What am I believing? What am I thinking? Then you can identify the problem and then you can go after it. But more helpful thoughts, and I did use it this weekend, is like, I have enough time. Like there is enough time if I can start repeating myself. And that's a hard one. I know for some of our clients who truly believe that they just don't, they literally don't have enough time. Like that's a fact, but like, also I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure it out yeah, I'm overwhelmed. I got all these things, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out Jenny's system. I'm going to figure out whatever. I'm going to figure out what I need to do. What do I need to learn? Is, it always comes back to this. What do I need to learn? How do I need to think? Or what skill do I need to pick up to be able to deal with this? Right? Mm-hmm. And the other one I use all the time too is like, I'm going to give myself an hour, 60 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever the amount of time doesn't matter. I'm going to limit the amount of time and I'm going to put my brain.fm on. And I'm going to write for that hour and see where I'm at but that's Mm -hmm. all I need to focus on. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just so it's the constraint, this one task in this 60 minute window. And then I can, you know, deal with other things later
1: yeah, that's the system. <laughs> that's why the system works because it builds in the constraint. like or like so for me, that's the answer is you organize all the tasks and then you prioritize them and you sift them into their categories and you have like time blocks on your calendar that you do certain tasks from certain categories in the order that they're in, right. And so it's like it's to me very logical. and so and I also think that being the bosses helps us like for me because There are no real deadlines. (laughs) Like any deadline is flexible. And so I think that when I have been in positions in my life where I have like true external deadlines, I feel more of the, there's not enough time stress that Mm -hmm. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But at the current iteration of my life, like when when you're an entrepreneur, you have very few like hard deadlines. Like you make up your rules, right? So I think I don't want to stray from my self-imposed deadlines unless I really need to, but I always know that I can. And so I think that there's a kind of peace that comes from that. Just like, "Mm, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Like I'm putting it for one hour on the calendar and I'm going to try to finish it. And if I don't, I like, I don't really care. It's okay. That's also the benefit of entrepreneurship.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm just thinking back to a recent coaching call where people were overwhelmed by some emails that they needed to write because there are a lot of them yeah. are doing challenges in, in January. And a lot yeah. of like, there is kind of a deadline because you've announced publicly that this is going to happen. And I mean, you could arguably you could say, well, we're going to delay it, but it's not a great move. But it's like, sometimes also that deadline is what you need the pressure to be like, okay, this is good enough. This got to go out. Like this email's got to be sent to the list about signing up for the challenge or whatever it is. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, Sandy, the other thing I just, in case this is helpful for people, I realize one thing that I do like, so I have like my work professional life categories and organization and time blocks on my calendar but then i also have like a bank of things i want to do for fun but this is probably really type a like maybe other people don't do this but like all my craft projects like i have trello cards for them oh my god like I, oh, sandy <laughs> no i'm just going to say this though like this brings so much relief so i give myself time constraints And yes, I could extend it. I could delay a launch. I could do whatever. But I also know that if I just say, hey, this is good enough and I'm going to finish within this window, then I can go do something that I really want to do for fun. Like, so it's like a reward system. Like, if I don't follow my system, I don't get to have the reward of my system, which is like to make a Bargello coin purse or to take an
0: oil painting class. (laughs) I... I, that makes me so anxious just listening to that. I would like freaking rebel again. I'd be like, I'm doing Bargello now system. Like, don't you tell me. I would hate that. That's so interesting. I love it. It works for
1: me so well. It's so helpful. And there are other people like me. So I'm offering sure there's
0: probably more like you than me, but I could not like I will you know on like Sunday, no work, but I am not gonna be like coin purse, whatever you just said. Cross stitch crafting. It's not cross-stitch. It is a nineteen
1: seventies Italian form of crafting. Of and it's cross-stitch. not cross-stitching. It's not cross-stitch. There's no crossing. It's only vertical stitching. stitching, vertical
0: stitching, vertical stitching. Oh, no, no. It reminds me of those like <laughs> knit Barbie doll <laughs> things that covered toilet paper rolls. <laughs> it's
1: just, it's you better stop while you're ahead, Sandy. <laughs> That's what it makes me think. <laughs> of. Have you, it's because you've seen my tissue paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's you're, you're actually making fun of me oh, now. No, I forgot that that was. The, <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is like this hobby is an intermediary hobby because it's fast and doesn't make a mess until I get to the full loom. Yeah. Like until I have the mental space to really go all in on a bigger, messier and more intensive project. I do small, meaningful projects that I can finish in a day
0: so that I get the dopamine hit of finishing it. All right. I'm still <laughs> working on a knitting project that's taken me over a year because it's so complicated. Okay. <laughs> let's, you want to do join hustle? Yeah, we can do join hustle. So the joy is Bargello. <laughs> We've done that one before. I want
1: to say the joy is, I think everyone should go and watch Bob Wells' oh, yeah, that's YouTube channel mm-hmm. because he is like someone that you wouldn't normally, if you're listening to our podcast, you probably wouldn't normally follow mm-hmm. or know who he is. I think he's an incredible activist because he teaches people how to kind of get out of the rat race by choosing to like truly minimize their footprint and their existence. And like he teaches people who are struggling financially to go, like how to live in their cars, for example, how to be safe, how to take care of themselves. And I think he's actually like a really brilliant, incredible person. And I would right. just encourage you to check out his channel. And it's called Cheap RV Living. <laughs> but
0: he- <laughs> shut up, Sandy. <laughs> like being clear.
1: <laughs> He's a clear guy. He is like salt of the earth, man. It was just such a joy for me yeah. to hear him speak. And I just, if that kind of idea resonates with you, it's not yeah. like fancy minimalism. Like minimalism, I feel like has gotten commodified. And, you know, like the people who are preaching and teaching minimalism are a little fancy. And I think that if you really want to get down to the true ethos of what it means to live simply, like it's helpful to
0: at least hear what this guy has to say. Yeah, no, I'm interested in that. That actually sounds, I will check that out.
1: Okay. Okay. So the hustle for the episode is something to help you organize your thoughts and get them out of your head. And it's Evernote. And we've talked about Evernote before on the podcast, but I think both of us still use Evernote. I just recently came back to Evernote after being like really a heavy Evernote user for many years. And then I kind of took a break and now I've incorporated it into my process. And I use this little Evernote like desktop Top bar menu on my Mac. It's like the you download the app for Mac if you are a Mac user, an Apple user on your computer. And it's like this little note clipper. It's called Quick Note. You open it and you can just start typing. And I have been using like the Apple Notes app a lot for the last few years because really out of laziness, but it's really hard to organize those notes. Like the folder system isn't very good. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's really clunky. And I have like noticed that I use that more than anything for the last couple of years. And it really has affected my process because I have to spend hours every week going back through my notes. And so now I simply put everything into the quick note feature of Evernote. You click convert to note, and then it goes into your little inbox in Evernote, and then you can sort it and like tag it and categorize it later. So like if I'm you know, on a website and I want to like copy a quote or a link or an image or whatever. I just, I like or jot down a quick thought, that's what I'm using and it's working really well.
0: Mm-hmm. I love, love, love Evernote. All of my like mindset stuff, every time I learn something, listen to a podcast, I, note, I like jot a note down or a phrase or a way to teach or talk about something different. So I have a notebook called Overwhelm and every time I hear someone say something valuable about that topic, I just make a different note and then I can just go and look at if someone's overwhelmed. I can just sort of review the notes, you know, before... So yeah, I haven't used, I used to use that a long time ago. I forgot about it. So I'm going to.
1: Yeah, um, probably yeah. like got bumped off your yeah, computer when you updated your operating yeah. system or something. Yeah, okay. I just decided to redownload it and yeah. it's making a huge difference. Like I'm going to take, I'm going to calendar block it one day and I'm going to go through my Apple notes and like convert them into Evernote notes. Like just take a year's worth and take a couple hours just so that I can... I notice like how much struggle it is to go find something that I remember mm-hmm. taking notes on like six months ago that's important. Now it's relevant and it's hard to find. So I think these kinds of tools really do help our modern brains. And it's like you can go record a voice memo. You can be walking your dog. Think of something that you want to write an email about or write a blog post about or whatever. Record a voice memo. Memo, jot down a few things and then go slide it into an Evernote when you get back to your computer. And it's just going to be so much more useful for you yeah. to go back. And then the
0: search on Evernote, that's what I love. Yeah. It's like, I don't remember what notebook I put it in, but I can just search a word and all of it It comes up really nicely. The yeah. only bad thing that we discovered about Evernote is like, you can't, if you're working with a partner, like you can't both be in the document at the same time. You can do yeah. shared notes, but then you can't edit. Oh, it was a mess. And it doesn't work like Google. Yeah. Google. Um, it's, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but I remember other than that, that was- it's great. And you know, we used to like do our slideshows. Yeah, Evernote yeah, I used that uh, the networking thing. And they're so fast to create. It's so yeah, easy. it's amazing, amazing.
1: It's like black with white text mm-hmm.
0: with a pink Fantastic. cursor <laughs> with a tail. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's great. Anyway, Evernote. Yeah. If you haven't used it, you should download it. If you have used it a long time ago and you think it's kind of passe, I encourage you to revisit it. Amazing. Thanks, Jenny. All right. Thanks, Sandy. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.